to Just Jesus. This is lesson 26 and the title of this lesson today is Light in the Lord or Light in Christ, the Lord Jesus. And it's going to be a brilliant subject because light is talked about a lot in Christian circles and we're really going to delve into this uh, terminology of what it means to be children of the light in Jesus. And so let's pray before we continue. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that you would help us today to understand the scriptures, that we would understand this subject of being children of the light in Jesus Christ, and that we would manifest that light to the world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Remember, if you've got your notes, that's brilliant. If you haven't, it doesn't matter. Just remember, no more than five bullet points and answer the questions at the end. You can do it individually, you can do it with friends, you can do it in groups, however you prefer. And don't forget the notes are also available for those watching on YouTube by pressing the information arrow at the bottom of the YouTube video a screen and the notes are available on a link there. So just just enjoy this lesson as we go through it together. Amen. So in the introduction, let's continue. Read it with me. Learn to read with me as we go through these uh, notes. Okay. So it says this, when you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You became children of light in God forever. Let's read this again. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You became children of light in God forever. Amen. And so again, we are children of the light. We are children of the light in Christ. And of course, when you look at this subject of light, you know, it says in the scriptures, Jesus says that he's the light of the world. Then he goes on to say, you are the light of the world. And then he talks about not hiding that light, <laughs> you know, and a light can't be hidden and should not be hidden. And so we hear many sermons, many messages on letting your light shine. Remember the song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Well, I'm not going to sing all of it for you, but we hear songs like that. We read scriptures of what Jesus said about being light. And in our minds, it builds a picture of just light, you know, like we're turning on a light bulb or things like that. And we don't fully understand what that light is, how it's in us, who we are in Christ, and then how to let that light truly shine through us. But hopefully by the end of this lesson, you will fully understand what it means to be light in Jesus Christ. So let's just go to the Bible reading section. There are four scriptures in the Bible reading section. I'm just going to read through them first, and then we're going to take each one and track through it together and unpack the revelation of being light in Jesus Christ. First scripture, Ephesians 5 verse 8. Ephesians 5 verse 8. And it says, For you were sometimes in darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. 
walk as children of the light. Okay, second scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. For you are all the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of the darkness. And the first scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And the fourth scripture, Romans 13, verse 12. For the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armour of light. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's just go back to Ephesians 5.8. For you were sometimes in darkness, but now are you children, or sorry, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Hallelujah. The first thing to notice, it says, for you were sometimes in darkness. And again, this is not a picture of uh, the light bulb going on or a fire and, and it's dark. These were languages that represented the current age. It was the current fallen nature. It was the sin nature. It was the judgment upon the sin nature. It was the time where this world is in sin. This world is in darkness. This world is in a fallen state. And so this darkness we were part of. We was in the first Adam, wasn't we? And we, because of his fall, sin entered in, death entered in, darkness entered in. And in fact, when people die without Jesus Christ, it is said they go into darkness, everlasting darkness, where there's everlasting punishment, everlasting uh, grief, everlasting gnashing of teeth. And, and, uh, and we know it as the lake of fire. And so, you know, darkness is always representing sin, the fallen state, the nature, the fallen nature, and of course, the devil, who is the father of these things spiritually. And so we're in a present state at the moment, even on this planet, where it's in darkness. You know, this world is, it has the effects of sin in it. The universe has the effect of sin and this fallenness and brokenness working in it but there is coming a time of the day when Jesus Christ shall come for the children of the day his church and he will also come as the one who will restore all things and eventually of course we know as Christians the creation of a new heaven and a new earth praise God amen and so this you were in darkness you were in a fallen state you were in the first Adam, you were in sin, you were in death, and in from that came the works of sin, the works of death. You sinned and you carried on the way you wanted to live your life as one who lived in darkness. 
that which was without Christ, that which was without God, which was without a new nature. But notice it says were. That's a past tense to believers. Believers are no longer, I'm going to say this because I know some Christians don't believe this, Christians are no longer in darkness. We are not in darkness. We are not in a fallen state. We are not in a place where our spiritual state is fallen. It's out, as though it's outside of Christ. We are in Christ. We are no longer in the first Adam who sinned and brought sin and death. Death even has no victory over a Christian. We are in Christ therefore in light and therefore we live according to Christ and so a Christian is not in darkness folks a Christian has had the light of the glorious gospel shine in their hearts and we'll we'll get onto that in a few moments so you were in darkness but that's not your spiritual state now now you're fixed in Christ now listen to this it says, but now are you light in the Lord? And who is the Lord? Jesus. The Lord is Christ. You are light in. Notice the word in. You are fixed. You are positions in, by, with Jesus. In light. Jesus himself is light. He says, I am the light of the world. So to be in Jesus means you're in light and you are light in the Lord, praise God. So it's Jesus's nature. And I, I want to re-emphasize this all the time. That light is a representation of his manifest presence, his manifest nature he's very who he is is the light in the lord hallelujah and it's the nature of god hallelujah and we have received in christ the very nature our spiritual nature has now been changed from the 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 first adam to the last adam it's now in christ we have christ's nature within us hallelujah i'm getting excited and it's light Praise God. It represents the light, the glory, the essence, the nature of God that now resides in us because of our works. No, because of our prayers. No, because of our great good deeds. No, but because we're in Christ, because we have believed upon Christ by his grace and through faith. Praise the Lord. And so you are, say, with me you are i am a light in the lord hallelujah so that means everywhere you go at every second of the day you are light it's who you are it's who you are and so Many times we strive, don't we, in witnessing and evangelism. I've got to shine, I've got to shine, I've got to shine, I've got to shine. And I totally believe in witnessing. And I, believe me, uh, I'm avid at, at these things. And I totally believe in proclaiming the gospel and evangelism. Hallelujah. But also in your daily life, 
in your daily life, at work, at home, in your family. Be what you are, for you are light in the Lord. And so express, you see, express his nature, express his character through this body. And people say there's something different about you. You say you behave differently to others, you live differently to others, you think differently to others. As you live Jesus Christ, you are a light, you are shining. You've just got to release that through this body, through your actions, through your mindsets, through what you do in every practical area of your life. That's as simple as that. And you therefore are light in society. Praise the Lord. It says, walk as children of the light. And that's what I'm talking about because who you are in Jesus then needs to be walked out. And this is where the confusion comes because a lot of people, when they look at Christians who are not walking as light, not walking in that nature of Christ, not walking in the character, they think, well, they're in darkness. Or they're bound by the devil or, you know, they're in total darkness or they're not truly saved or things to that effect. And folks, there is a difference between our position that is real and what we then walk, what we then live. And so, you know, we can have light and yet not walk as children of the light. And so to, when you see people not walking, uh, uh, who are professing Christians and I have had a truly born again experience, they might not be walking as children of the light, but that doesn't mean they've had, not had a spiritual nature change. What we've got to learn to do and what I'm trying to encourage you to do who are listening to this teaching, with everything that is in Christ, learn to live, learn to walk out who you are. Don't strive to becoming. Don't strive to become light. You are. But learn now just to simply walk as, as children of the light. You walk as children of the light because you are children of the light. You walk as children of the light because you're in Christ the light. And so now you live out that light. That's what it means to let your light shine. Because what people see of Christ is what they see in you and then through you. They cannot see your spiritual nature change in you. They cannot see the presence and the glory of God that resides in your spirit. They see your hands. They see your mind. They see your eyes. They see your feet. They see your actions, don't they? So we must learn to walk as children of the light. Because we are, praise the Lord. Amen. We are. And that's what that word light means. Let's just, before we continue in the scriptures, let's just go to the word study for a moment, section. And that word light, it means to shine, to make manifest, especially by rays. It's where we get our, our kind of word luminous from. You think of luminous lights that shine in dark rooms or you know sometimes I go fishing and I go night fishing I have lights and lumen that illuminate the, my surroundings so I can see that I don't fall in the lake hallelujah but what I'm trying to say is 
It's the manifestation, uh, the shining forth of that nature and God's presence inside of us. Praise God. So you are children of the light. Now walk as children of the light. And that's what it means to let your light shine. Amen. So 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 5. And here we see it again. You are all children of the light. You are all children of God. You are all children of his nature, his presence. Hallelujah. You are all. And that's where I really want to bring out that word all there. Because all Christians, all who have been born again, all who are in Christ Jesus by faith, hallelujah, are all children of the light. You're all light in the Lord. You're all light in Christ. There is no great preacher that's more light in the light than you are. It says you are all children of the light. He's talking to believers here. And so this revelation is that Christians, whether they're weak or strong, whether they're mature or immature, are all children of light, you see. They all have the light of Jesus Christ in them. They all have the presence, the nature, the manifestation of God in their spirit. Praise Lord. There is no uh, superiorness in the Christian church. Now, what you might see of some Christians is a maturity level where they walk as children of the light through their actions. And that's the distinction. Some choose to walk as children of the light and manifest that light through their actions. And some choose in immaturity not to walk as children of the light and, and, and rather reflect fleshliness. And that's the challenge to you who's listening to this right now. It's not that you strive to get God's nature, you've got God's nature. It's not that you strive to get God's glory, you've got God's glory. It's not that you try to strive to get his presence, you've got his presence. It's how you are now going to choose to manifest that nature, that presence of Christ in you. Are you going to walk as or not? That's a choice. But when you look in the Christian church, you know, sometimes we're in awe of great preachers, great men of God. We read their books, we watch, uh, and that's great, that's fine, and their experiences. And we think they are so great that they've got the God's power more than us, they've got God's nature more than us, they've got God's glory more than us. No, we all are children of light. It says, you are all the children of light. You're all the children of Christ, who is the light. He's in every single born again, and I say born again, church uh, believer. Praise God. He's in all of us. So there's no superiority. It's just a choice now how we are going to walk. Hallelujah. And what does, I keep saying that word walk. Well, if we go to the word study again, let's just look at that word walk. It means to regulate one's life, to conduct oneself. So again, it comes down to how you're now going to choose to conduct yourself on this planet, in this world, in your job, in your family, in your home. How do you conduct yourself? your life now because you are 
a child of the light. You do have Jesus in you. You do have his manifest presence in you. And now he's trying to manifest his character and nature. He's now trying to manifest through your actions, just like Jesus, who is light of the world, manifested his nature and his presence through his actions. You see, when he was born, when he, when he was ministering, it was veiled in flesh. The transfiguration where the light shined from him came from the inside out, didn't it, folks? It's the same with us. We have his presence on the inside and it's trying to shine outside. But what I'm trying to say is let's let that light shine through our actions. Jesus also shined through his actions. He showed the Father. He showed the nature of God. He showed God his the Godhead. He showed it through how he did things. Hallelujah. And he shone brightly. In the same way, you must shine brightly and conduct your life as children of the light. Hallelujah. But there's no distinction levels. It's just activation levels. Hallelujah. You are children of the day. We are not now listen to this, we as Christians are not of the night nor the darkness. I listen to a lot of Christians who think, oh, there's a bit of darkness in me. It's like a yin and yang match, you know. It's like, you know, it's, um, it's Eastern philosophy where there's a, a light in me, but there's also darkness in me. And it's fighting for position. That is not true, folks. In you is Christ, and you are in him. The light is in you, praise the Lord. The new nature is in you. This is not a battle on the inside uh, for, for supremacy. Can I use that word, supremacy? It's not fighting for supremacy. That is not your battle. You have the new nature in you, but the world is in darkness. The system is in darkness. The sin is in the world. Hallelujah. You are fighting from the inside to the outside. That which is trying to conform you is from the outside, but you have Christ's life on the inside. Hallelujah. And that's how you then walk and conduct your life from the inside, knowing you're a child of his nature now. Praise the Lord. And you are children of the day. You are not of the night, nor of the darkness. So your darkness life is now finished. Your old nature is finished. It's finished, folks. And you are children now of the light. But it doesn't mean it's finished in the world, does it? It doesn't mean when you go to work, you're not going to have things that come and wind you up, come and tempt you to sin, or come and really wind you up where you want to get angry and things to that effect. We have all these pressing things coming from the world system, trying to conform us into that image when we really have the image of Christ on the inside of us. Hallelujah. And the answer is not rebuking the devil a thousand times. The answer is simple. How are you going to conduct yourself? And now that's your choice, you see. You walk, you act, you conduct from the new nature with inside you. Praise the Lord. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. 
For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now that word commanded is, is just the declaration of the words of the gospel. And so God who commanded the words of the gospel to be preached, that gospel is light because that gospel is the gospel of Christ. It is the declaration of the finished work of Jesus Christ, who he is and what he has done for us. And so when we was a person who was witness to or we went to church or we read something that was the gospel, we received Christ by faith and it's shined in our hearts praise the lord amen and it's given us the knowledge of jesus christ it's given us the gospel has given us the knowledge and it is shined in our hearts and that's when we knew we had to believe on jesus christ hallelujah by faith from the heart you see we was blind until we heard the gospel we was blinded until we heard it and it's the gospel that is a revelation of Jesus Christ it's not just a message it's not just something that preachers preach occasionally the message of the gospel is the message of Jesus it is the revelation the manifestation of Jesus through our words proclaiming Christ we preach Jesus who he is and what he has done through his death and resurrection. And it is real and it is tangible. That is the gospel, folks. And that's what even as Christians, now we have received the gospel, we live the gospel from our hearts because the gospel is the good news of Jesus. It's the person. It's the second person of the Trinity. Hallelujah. It's not just notes on a page or scriptures in a book or a sermon that somebody's preached. It is Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And so it shined out in this dark world where sin and fallenness was. And it is shined now in our hearts and it carries on shining, folks. You see, when you receive the gospel of Jesus and believe upon Jesus, who is the light, hallelujah, he resides in us and it carries on shining. And he gives the knowledge of the glory of God. And again, yes, the glory of God shines. It is bright, praise God. But that's his very essence. It's his very nature. That's what the glory of God is. It's the manifestation of his presence, of his nature, of his essence. Praise the Lord. It is. It is, folks. And so you've got to understand that. And so it's God, the Godhead, is reflected through Jesus Christ. Now, there is a picture here especially in this verse, related to when Moses came off the mountain. And if you remember, if you do or don't know, but in the Old Testament, when Moses received the uh, Mosaic law, the Ten Commandments and the 613 commandments in all, and the Ten was written on stone tablets, he came down uh, the mountain with those stone tablets and the light of the glory of the presence of God was shining, shining on his face. 
You know, many preachers, and I want to correct this, preach that they covered his face. He literally had, a, had to have a veil over his face. And that the children of Israel wanted to put a veil over his face because they could not take the glory of God. And there's a whole lot of messages on how you sometimes can't take the glory of God and you put a veil over it, etc. And that is not what happened at all. Because the Bible is clear. Hallelujah. That if you read that in the Old Testament, the reason Moses himself put a veil over him to cover that glory is because from the moment he had received the law, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, when he received it, he noticed that that glory of the manifest presence of God with on that law, on that covenant that was reflected through his face was beginning to fade. You can read it clearly. The glory began to fade. And that emphasized that the, the old law, the old covenant, from the moment it was given, the moment it was given, yes, it had the glory of God on it. Yes, it had the manifest presence. Yes, it reflected something of the nature and the perfectness of God's nature and purity on that law. But from the moment it was given, the glory of God began to fade, you see, showing it was temporary. It was always to be temporary. And now in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, the analogy is that the glory of God is found in the face of Jesus Christ that, that never fades. That the New Testament, the new covenant now that is found in Jesus Christ continually has the glory of God on it because it's Jesus Christ. Christ, hallelujah, manifested. It's his manifest nature, it's his manifest presence, it's his manifest purity, it's his manifest who he is, hallelujah. His very nature is manifested through the new covenant. And the, from the other scriptures, we know that that glory continues from glory to glory and never fades, hallelujah. And so we as Christians have that ever present non-fading glory in the new covenant that is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord, isn't that good? Amen. So that means that the manifest nature of God, the nature of God never fades on the inside of us. It doesn't decrease. His presence doesn't decrease. His manifestation of his presence in us doesn't decrease. In fact, it just keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter as we look into the face of Jesus Christ, the new covenant, and believe it and walk as children of the light. It just keeps shining more and more and more and more. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 13 verse 12. The night is fast spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armour of light. And so that cast off is putting aside the works of darkness. Notice that darkness is always related to works. Works all the time. Works. Works. People of work salvation. It's darkness, folks. It's by grace through faith. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And so works is the very activity of the fallen nature and this evil age and this fallen age that we're in. But it says, look, the night is far spent. This age time, this time that we're in, this fallen age that we're in is coming to an end. And that's a prophecy. That's a prophetic statement. We're in this time frame and we are groaning within because sin is out there. Death is out there. Fallenness is out there. Brokenness is out there. We see it all the time on the news. We see and feel it. And it's almost tangible. It's manifest amongst us in this present world evil age. And, and the fact is Paul saying and declaring it's nearly over, folks. We're coming to the end because the day is at hand. That's always representing the day of Jesus Christ, his return. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let's lay it aside, folks. We've cast it off spiritually. That's the oldest tense. But now let us not engage it, live according to it. Let's not do the works of darkness. Now let us put on the armour of light. And that again is in the Aorist tense. We have it in our spirit already. But now the activity of that is how we choose to walk. And notice it's an armour of light. And Paul, who's very good at these things, also writ, writ Ephesians, didn't he? And he writ in Ephesians 6 about the armour of God. And that's the same reference here, this armour of light, this armour of God, this armour of Christ. It's himself, it's Christ himself and what he's done for us. And if you look at Ephesians 6, you will see that armour. The activity of the armour is the helmet of salvation. So you're saved and you learn everything that is in Christ in salvation. Righteousness. It, you have it on because you're righteous in Christ. The truth is the truth of Christ. Hallelujah. The shield of faith is your faith in Christ. The sandals is the gospel. Hallelujah. And you, with the gospel, you have received. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Christ, who is the word. The gospel, that's the word. Hallelujah. We use to defend ourselves. Praise God. And so everything you're learning in this just Jesus is the armour. It's Christ himself and his finished work. And, and that's what we're doing. We have it on already in our spirit. Now we're learning about it. Now we're going to acknowledge it and now we're going to live it. It's the activity then of that armour of God in our lives. Praise God. And it's the armour of light it's the armour of his manifest presence and nature in us. Praise God. And it protects us. It defends us from the enemy. Praise God. So let's just, and again, let's just carry it before we continue. Let's look at that word armour. It means arms used in warfare, weapons that are adapted to the light, such as light demands. And so... We don't use in this warfare weapons that are of Satan, of darkness and trickery. We don't live in this world with the, the tools and the mechanism to defend ourselves that the, the fallen nature would use. We use Christ. He's our defence. He's our defence. So when I don't feel like I'm righteous, he's my defence. I have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus 
Bang, that's my breastplate defending me and the sword of the spirit. It is written, praise God, I am righteous in Jesus. And that's how the armour works, praise the Lord. Now let's just go to the explanation part of the notes. Let's read it together if you can. And it says this, before you became a Christian, you were a person who had a sin nature that was in complete darkness and separated from God. The light of God is the very character and nature of God displayed in the holies of holies in the Old Covenant. They called it the Shekinah glory upon the sacrifice. The glory and the light of God came on the sacrificial offering, but then it left, but then came back in and through Christ. Praise God. So Christ is the very nature and presence of God, the second person of the Trinity, then came back onto this planet. Praise God. Which now works in us and through the believer. The light of God is known as his light rays, which show us that God's nature needs to be displayed through our lives. Notice it's light rays. It reflects outward, not inward. We've received the light, now we reflect it outward as rays to be seen, God's presence through us. Amen. We as believers walk in the light which means our actions in life need to exhibit Christ's character. Praise the Lord. And that's what I'm trying to say, folks. Don't try and get the light of Jesus, the presence and nature of God into you. Rather, spend time now simply shining. Let your light shine. Praise God. That's it. Done. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just go to the other scripture section then. There's quite a few, but let's track through. John 1, uh, John 1, uh, Gospel of John 1, 4 to 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, this present evil age, and the darkness comprehended it night. Not. So Jesus is that light. Amen. He is that light. It was the manifestation when he walked on the planet of God, the second person of the Trinity, walking on the planet, manifesting his light through himself. Praise God. Amen. And so he comprehended it not. He wasn't able to appropriate the truth of what they was seeing at that time. Praise God. But notice it in him. And because we are now ourselves in him, we are in light. John 8 verse 12. Then spoke Jesus again saying, I am. That's who he is. I am the light of the world. He that followeth, followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but have light. Now this comes directly in contrast to the woman caught in adultery. And straight away, this is Jesus' statement. See, so now you've seen sin in action and no condemnation. And now you're seeing that Jesus said, I've come to bring light. I am the light of the world. So he's bringing light in regards to sin. 
He's bringing light in regards to sinful actions. He's bringing light in regards to how the law would punish. He's bringing light in regards to the hypocrisy of man. He's bringing light shining into the darkness of people's sinful lives. Praise God. He's saying, I am the light of the world. And he's saying, look, you need to follow me. That's a word of discipleship. And of course, what happens is when we read that verse of scripture, we get mixed up because we say, well, to be in the light, I need to keep following Jesus. I need to follow Jesus. I need to follow Jesus. I need to be a follower of Jesus. And you, you make up your steps and your terminologies to try and keep being a follower of Jesus. Look, what Jesus is saying there, I haven't yet gone to the cross. I haven't yet raised from the dead. So he's saying, you've got to follow me. And in following him, it would take them right up to the cross and the resurrection and their need by faith to believe on Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for all sin. And so for them, it was future tense. For us, it's past tense. And we have looked back through the gospel and we have seen our Jesus, our sacrifice for sin, the resurrected Lord, and we have believed. And so we are followers of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Which means we are now in light. And that's the difference between the Gospels and the Apostles' doctrine in the letters of the New Testament. Because one is from a, a time when he was on the earth to the cross and resurrection. And now we who have believed as we look back and we hear the Gospel and we believe that's now who we have become. Exactly what Jesus said. Praise the Lord. Amen. And notice that light is reflective of his life. I'll say that once more. Light is reflective of his life. He says this, but he shall have the light of life. That's the God life. So light, as I keep saying, is his nature, his life itself manifested. Praise the Lord. So always remember that, that it's his life manifested. Amen. John 12, 36. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be children of the light. These things spoke Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Again, this is while he was on the earth. And so he's saying, look, you may be children of the light. So to them, again, it was future tense. But to us, it's past tense because we have believed. Amen. You see the difference? And so while he was there, he says, believe in the light. Believe in his light. Believe who he is. And so the key word there is believe. Have faith. Believe on Jesus Christ. And so that's his invitation while he walked on the planet. Believe on me. Believe in me. Hallelujah. Now as Christians, we have believed. And so while it was a future tense for them that they may be children of the light, maybe to us, as I've read in the other scriptures before, we are because we have believed. But the key is not what you do, it's what you believe. You have believed on Jesus Christ. Amen. John 12, 46. I have come... I am come a light into the world. It's who God is. That whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. 
There you go, folks. And once again, the key is believe. Have faith in Jesus Christ. Become born again. So the question is, are you born again? If it's a yes, then you have received him. You have believed on him and you should not abide in darkness. Your home, your life is no longer in darkness, sin and death. No longer. It's not your place of residency anymore. So don't live like it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so we're not kept or held by sin and death and the devil anymore. Praise the Lord. And so we abide in Christ. They're not in darkness. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So the key again is believe. Either believe yes or believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto him. And as I've said before, the gospel is the image of God. It reflects and shines the very image of God in Christ, folks. It declares Christ himself. It declares the Godhead. It declares their purpose. It declares their life. It declares their nature that you can receive by faith because of the gift of grace. And folks, that's what the gospel does. And it's all about believe yes or believe not. But as a Christian, you have believed yes. And so the light of the glorious gospel has shined in our hearts. But the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. And so people are walking around and that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we share the gospel. Amen. At, at some point, we was all in this place where our minds was blinded from the truth. But the Holy Spirit came one day and opened our minds to the truth. Amen. But Satan goes about, he wants to blind people's minds. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out, say, out of darkness, out of this world, out of this sin nature, fallen state, out of it into his marvellous light. And what does that light mean? It's the manifestation of his life, the life that is found in Christ. And so you are securely positioned in Jesus, securely positioned in his presence, securely positioned in his life, in you and you in him. And so you have a calling that you have responded to, the calling that is out of darkness and death to Christ the light. And so there's a real emphasis, isn't there, in church today about callings. And callings, I understand, and giftings are so important. But let us first understand our foundation. The foundation of true calling is that we've been called out of darkness and called into Christ. That is the true emphasis of calling, folks. And let's recognise, let us enjoy, let us investigate, let us acknowledge that calling first. Before we talk about callings and giftings in the church. 
Let us recognise that foundational calling. Because when we understand that calling, we'll be better at administering and responding to the callings and giftings and gracings of God in the church. Amen. And final scripture, 1 John 2, 8. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing, which thing is true in him. Notice that word again, in him and, and in you. So what is in him and in you? Because the darkness is past and the true light now shines. It's true of in Christ. It's now true of in you. There's no buts, there's no ifs, there's no maybes, there's no, oh, can I do this to get more of light, his life, etc. No, it's true, just as it's true of in him, Christ, it's now true of in you. And that true light shines, it shines in you, through you, around you, but most importantly, from you. And it's Jesus, it's not you. It's not you in the sense of your own works and actions. It's true of your new nature because it's Christ's nature through his finished work on the cross and resurrection on whom you have believed and now abides in you. Praise God, amen. So notice what is true of Christ is also now true of you his nature his presence is manifest in you praise god so let's just go to the apply section of the notes begin to recognize that you are now in the kingdom of light and no longer in darkness no 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 god's glorious nature is in you so begin to show the world the character of christ through your life and shine praise god so let's look at the question section the question section question one there's two questions question one why do you think christians still have a yin and yang mentality i'll just explain that a yin and yang like light and darkness fighting through supremacy none quite wins i mean in eastern philosophies like balance between light and darkness if you watch star wars it's the the dark force the, and the, the good force versus the bad force the two forces the yin and yang enemies were balanced off by one winning one moment the next the dark force the, and it's kind of like that all the time that's eastern philosophy folks it's not true of christ hallelujah so why do you think christians have a yin and yang mentality in which there is a bit of darkness and light in them fighting for prominence and supremacy in what ways can we show our light our light to the world how can we show our light to the world in what ways maybe you should think about them questions enjoy answering them but until next time on just jesus god bless you